This episode of Jeep Chronicles is brought to you by TheHiddenPixel.com. That's the Hidden Pixel, P-I-X-E-L, dot com. It's also brought to you by BattleAxeRunning.com. Coast-to-coast running brand. You can join them on Facebook at Battleaxe Running, where you can watch Jake train for a 50-mile marathon. And that will be a day this man will run 50 miles and I won't drive 50 miles. <laughs> but this is the Jeep Chronicles, and we're back for another edition after a long day work, 12 and a half hours today. Uh, hitting the road, finally calling it a day, going home. It's been a rough one, I'm uh, not gonna lie. Had a pretty good day though. Any day that you can, you know, shirk your responsibilities and, um, the hell is this guy doing? Any day where you can shirk your responsibilities and kind of take it easy and make people laugh, it's, it, it's a good day. Uh, got the ball rolling by talking, went back to the, uh, to the money center and they had three people. And I didn't tell them that I played this game on a, it's not really a game, did this on my other podcast, Generation Oblivious, but for those of you who haven't listened, I went back there and I said, one out of how many people has pooped in the shower? How many people have admitted that they have pooped in the shower? And there were, you know, wild guesses thrown out. And then I hit them with one in 30. And that made every, they were like, there's no way that that one in 30 people poop in the shower. And I was like, no, 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 not like currently do poop, but have pooped. Uh, and then we talked about the disposal methods. And my favorite is, I call it the cornhole, is where you, you, you pinch the log and then you pick it up and you give it the old underhand toss right into the commode. Uh, that's assuming if your underhand game's on point, like you got to be pretty damn good at Nerf basketball to uh, to underhand a turd into the toilet. But <coughs> oh, excuse me, sorry, I didn't mean to cough in the microphone. But speaking of coughing, you know the corona there, coronavirus has really picked up. And working in a retail establishment where you sell things like face mask and hand sanitizer, Clorox and things of that sort. Man, it is just, and where in Northeast Tennessee, they just, I knew it, I knew it two weeks ago when they started talking about the coronavirus. I said, there's gonna be a run on these cleaning products and I'm kicking myself in the ass for not ordering the dick off of them. Like I should have ordered 10,000 of everything just to see how many they would give me and how many I could get. But it's, it's, and the misinformation out there is just staggering. Like the face masks, they don't do anything. They don't protect, they, they keep the person who's sick from spreading the germs, but they don't, 
Um, but they don't protect you. And if you read on the mask, it says we'll protect you from dust, dust and bacteria, sawdust, you know, shit of that nature. It doesn't say viruses, so it does. it's absolutely no good. But nobody's reporting this. So, of course, there's a run on face mask. And as a, as a retailer, it's my job to sell it to them. And it, it's fucking disgusting. It, it, and it's, it's worse than disgusting. There's a, a professional fighter. He was in... I think he was in Japan. He was either in Japan or New York City. And he went to a massage parlor. And... He goes in there and he's like, yeah, I'd like a massage, you know. And uh, there's a young, cute girl behind the counter. And she's like, okay. So she schedules the massage and she's the one that comes in and starts rubbing him down. Well, he starts to become aroused. And uh, she was like, you want me jerk you off? And he was like, really? And she goes, yeah, $20 or whatever the amount was. And he's like, oh, absolutely. She's like, I'll be back. And she leaves. And in walks this 80-year-old Japanese woman with no teeth, all wrinkly, white hair. And she just starts tugging on old man Johnson. And he was like, he said, honestly, it was the best hand job he ever got. But in the moment, like, he was just focused on... I guess the term is the bait and switch. But I feel like that's what I'm doing to these people. I'm like, you know, we're in a place, we're in Tennessee, there's one case of coronavirus, and it's five hours away from here. Not saying that it can't travel here, but it it could. Um, But I just feel like I'm selling, like, something that's not going to do anything. And hand sanitizers, just as bad. Like, you're better off just spritzing yourself down with alcohol. Well, you're, you're better off washing your hands than spritzing yourself off with alcohol. But there was a lady in there today, and she was like, she's like, I don't buy into this face mask and hand sanitizer nonsense. She goes, when my kids were little, we just sprayed them down with Lysol and then gave them a good squirt in the mouth and sent them off to school. And... It was the second most appalling thing that had happened to me today. Where I just stood and just stared at her. Where this woman openly admits that she sprayed her kids with Lysol and sprayed in their mouths. And I just have to shake my head. This is is where I live. Like, I'm raising a child in this environment. And I'm selling this lady Lysol. Now I'm worried about what neighborhood kid she's out, like running around like the crazy lady, hair all just wired, like she'd just been electrocuted, probably wearing two pairs of glasses, like the big glasses and then like the little reading glasses that she wears while she knits, and just with a sweater and a sweater vest open, just running around and like, come here, kids, and just spraying the shit out of the air as she runs down the street trying to get them. And they're laughing at her, and they're like, come on, Granny Lysol, you can't catch me. And then the little the little edgy kid of the group, he's like, yeah, eat my ass, Granny Lysol. 
<sighs> but the most appalling thing that happened today, there was a woman who came to pick up her, she was having a money transfer sent to her, and on the debit reader machine it said, Pre please print name below, and then there's the little box. And she looks at it and she goes, I don't know what to do. And I just happen to be back there talking to the manager and I look at, I look at him and he doesn't hear, but he's got a cashier working and she just looks at the lady and doesn't say anything. And the lady's like, the screen, I don't know what to do. It says, please print here or please print below. And she goes, it says, please print below. And there's a box. I don't know what to do. And the cashier looks at her and goes, please print below. And the lady went, oh, okay. And I was like, that has to be the dumbest thing. I can't even remember the dumbest thing that I, that I heard. I totally forgot what it was. But up until that point, that now that's the new dumbest thing that I've ever heard while working here. gotta get hydrated gotta stay hydrated but there's there's I don't know we were we were on one today just talking about the coronavirus and how people are just believing like they either believe the news or they completely reject the news Knowing that they're ha like, they, and they don't know it, but I know that somewhere, like, and nobody was saying, like, the CDC and the World Health Organization are saying it, like, this has the potential to be something really bad. And everybody's like, oh, the flu, there's more people, more people have died of the flu this month than this, than the, in the, you know, in the same amount of time that the coronavirus has been a thing. Be like, yeah. But where the flu infects hundreds of thousands of people and kills thousands, the coronavirus has only infected a thousand people and has killed, you know, 30. You know, you're looking at a higher mortality rate than infection rate. So if your infection rate becomes in the millions, or in the hundreds of thousands, your death rate is going to be up upwards of 30,000 deaths. Or th whatever. I don't... You do the math. Fuck you. But you see my point. Like, the, the, the death rate of the flu is like 0.2. And it doesn't help that you've got the president who just has these drones of people, these mindless fucks. Just, oh, the president said it wasn't real. The president said it's not that bad. But he doesn't fucking know. He's a businessman that has never owned a hospital. He's owned casinos that have went bankrupt. And he owns towers and hotels and a golf course. What the fuck does he know about infections? Other than STDs, zing! But that's not the point. I don't want to get political on here. This is my only refuge from non-political talk in my life. And I, I, I want it to stay non-political. It has to. It has to. 
Uh, God, I still can't think of the dumbest thing that somebody said was, and that's really going to bother me. But yeah, I'm, I don't know. And, and I'm interested in how you know, people are going to react. And they're already reacting in the way that I figured they would. So I'm not surprised there. But it's not, you know, they're start now in our area, they're starting to wipe out Walmart of water and paper goods and stuff that you, and, and of course, hand sanitizer. And people are like, well, how do you make your own hand sanitizer? Like, I don't goddamn know. Do I look like the king of fucking Purell? Piss off. Get out of my fucking face, you fucking mook. You 80-year-old cunt, go die, is what I want to say. But I just sell them some goopy shit and alcohol. I'm like, there you go, mix them together. And they don't ask what ratio. That just shows you how smart they are. They don't know, is it one-to-one? Hell, I don't even know. Fuck it, just stick it in a bottle, shake it up, and squirt it on your hands. Don't eat it. Well, you should, probably should. You you really need to get deep. Actually, take take both of your index and your middle finger and put a lot of Purell on it, a lot of that homemade hand sanitizer, and just stick them deep in your ass, as far as you can go. Really get up in there and clean it out. You gotta get rid of the germs. You gotta stay pure. And you need to shave your body from head to toe. Gotta stay pure. So if you do those two things, fingers in the ass and shave your entire body, God, I wish we could get that rumor started. That would be great. Just a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of senior citizens going around completely shaved bald. But you know they would leave those gross hairs in their ears that they neglect and their nose hairs just their nose hairs look looking like full 70s bush, full bush coming out of their nose and their ears and just walking around being like, "Man, I gave myself that hand sanitizer two fingers in the butt and boy did that hurt. But I'm clear now. I'm clean." <laughs> <laughs> but they're all shaved from head to toe with no eyebrows. <laughs> Just coming in looking all crazy. But you know the panic's real bad when when uh, the stores start to run out of coffee. <clears throat> like the 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 bottled water and and the and the toilet paper and the paper towels that's that's level one doomsday prepper stuff that's level one when you're running out of coffee and dry beans and pasta then you know people have hit a new level of scare and they actually started doing some research so i can't wait to see that i can't wait to see that go down but me and the the manager at uh, at the money center we've been talking about possibly um when and if it becomes legal, you know, possibly opening up a, a dispensary. Is it still called dispensary when it's legal marijuana? But anyway, so we've been running through the game plan, you know, the, the business plans on that. And But my biggest problem is I just like naming stuff. Like... It would be fun just to have a business so you could name it. And it would be fun to be in the marijuana business. So you could just, you could pick out a name and name a building that. And of course, like, but you don't want it to be too much of a weed in your window because then you seem childish and you're not real and you're not legitimate. Like, 
You want your business to be a place where people will come and buy your product, but they don't want to be seen coming out of, um, like I thought of one today called Sticks and Stoned. <laughs> I thought that was pretty swaggy. But you don't want to, you, nobody's going to come out with a Sticks and Stoned bag and, uh, you know, nobody wants to be seen leaving there. It's like being seen leaving the porn store, you know. That's why you can buy it on Amazon. Like a gentleman. Oh, that would be the, the coronavirus dildo. The coronavirus butt plug. You put it in there and it makes you immune to coronavirus. Oh, man, I'm going to have to send that to, to the money center manager when I get home. The coronavirus butt plug. Uh, but Sticks and Stoned was one. I came up... I, it's not... It's not the name of the company, but we could sell Dorweedos. <laughs> I really like that one. Uh, Tree Guys. I thought that was pretty cool. Tree Guys Dispensary. Uh, oh, I thought of another one. Shit. I forgot what it was. I thought of several with a, a Hispanic flair, so I'd have to get—I'd have to get approval from the Hispanic community to. But I was in like Ron White has a tequila, and it's called Number Juan Tequila. So you could be like Number Juan Dispensary. <laughs> uh, but I don't know—I don't know enough of the slang anymore, like. I barely know what a dab is. I, I just, I, I've never even done that dance or the move, whatever that's called. You know, the same thing. Oh. But yeah, that's the best part. Like, I just, I want a name. I want to. I don't know. I want to have a good name, and then I want to open. Like, I, I'm serious about. It opening that business and that seems like an emerging market that you know I don't want all the money you know but I, I would like just to have enough I would want the business to be just just successful enough that I don't have to work there you know have a bookkeeper and have a manager and then have a couple of uh, you know cashiers who are experts on the on the product that would be sweet that would be a sweet gig I mean the hell if I had to work there that wouldn't be that bad of a deal because I'd be working for myself and then if I chose to sell coronavirus face mask then that would be on me because I'm a greedy little pig but I don't see the the profit from sell, like the store sees the sales and the profit from selling, but I don't because I work for a big company. And everybody's like, oh, what about your bonus? Well, they make sure I don't get one, so don't worry about that. And a raise? I haven't got a raise in two years, so don't worry about that. So I literally couldn't be less motivated to, to sell coronavirus-fighting stuff. I would just feel like I'm taking advantage 
of the misinformed and not just the, like because I do want to take advantage of the stupid like I will totally take your money if you're gonna if you're buying all of the hand sanitizer I'm gonna take your money but if it's a lady and she's like using all of her pennies and she's old and she didn't put her teeth in and she came into the store and she's got the shakes, you know, the person that's always shaking her head no and you haven't asked a question yet, that lady, if she's in there shaking, dropping her pennies all over the counter and she's like, one, seven, and she just keeps dropping them out like a salt shaker, like that lady will be like, look, save your money. You're not gonna get the coronavirus. You don't need hand sanitizer, you know, you need, what you need, you can't afford, probably. So take that money, go to McDonald's, get your hamburger, and, 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 and just enjoy. Yeah. But it was a good day. Talked about buying crack. Like, we were, we were, the, we were talking about buying up hand sanitizer and then selling it on Facebook. And the money center guy was like, well, could I sell it here at the store? And I was like, no. And he's like, come on, I could get, like, for a dollar thing of hand sanitizer, I could get, like, $8.99. And I was like, dude, if you're illegally selling shit at, at the money center counter, you don't want to make it $8.99. I said, you don't want to fuck with change. And he's like, you're right, $8. I said, bitch, you're dealing with singles and ones. Who's going to come in here with eight exact dollars? Nobody. You need a 10 spot. A five spot you want to make as little change as possible you, you want it to be quick in and out I said it's just like buying crack you show up with the Andrew Jackson twins you leave with a bag of crack crack doesn't cost $30 is $20 or $40 everybody knows this why because drug dealers don't make change you know you're dealing with a less sketchy drug if the drug dealers deal dealing with change if, if if he's willing to cough up some change for you like buying a bag of weed and it costs uh, $45 who has $45 I got 50 and you break a 50 and he's like yeah I can break a 50 then you know you're not dealing with that hard of a drug you try buying heroin for $45 it ain't gonna happen and if it does it you you just tip that guy five bucks he's not breaking He's not breaking any change. He's not making change for you. He's not breaking a 50. He's not breaking it down. You want uh, five ones? Can I get some cash back? <laughs> oh, fuck. I hate giving people cash back, too. God damn it. It just runs all over me. And it's and it's it's the disrespect that is a that, that, that comes with it. It's nobody asks. Like, I don't work for a large chain like Walmart. I'm not doing hundreds of thousands of dollars a day or tens of thousands of dollars a day. You know, I'm doing a couple thousand dollars a day. So when you come in first thing in the morning, you're like, ah, I want $40 back. You have fucked over my drawer. Like, I don't have, this isn't a personal bank. Like, I need to do a couple withdrawals. Bitch, you need to get a bank. Go to your bank. Go to an ATM. I'm not your fucking ATM. I hate it when people fucking try to take money out. Well, you offer it. Yeah, I don't. The machine does. The fucking... The credit card pad. But these are universal fucking products. 
Like, I don't have money for it. I'm going to give it to you all in ones and fives. Well, don't you have any 20s? No. Well, why not? Because it's 8 o'clock in the goddamn morning, and I just open the fuck up. I don't have but two. I don't start the day out with just $200, and that's including all the change in the drawer. That's change ones, fives, and if you're lucky, a 10 and a, and a, and a 20. You want $40, and you're going to bitch that, thir- that, that, that 10 of it is in fives? Fuck you. Fuck you. I just want to say no. And I've got to say no a handful of times. And it is, it is fucking, it is, it's a verbal orgasm for me. Like, I internally orgasm when they're like, hey, uh, 40 cash back. How much can I get right now? I said, all I've got is 20 unless you want ones and fives. I have 120 unless you want ones and fives. I don't want... I, I need I need 80. Be like, oh, I don't have it. Well, what if what if I put in what if I make two transactions and take 80 out? Then you're going to be getting ones. I do not have extra money just sitting around. You know who does? A bank, you hapless son of a bitch. I did have one person recently ask. And it you know what? It was pretty nice. They were like, hey, do you care if I get 20 back? And it was it was in the evening. So I had plenty of cash. I was like, no, but but thank you for asking. I really appreciate that. And it's so rare that that, especially me, I can be real with people and take it down to a personal level where I'm actually thinking, thank you for not being a fucking cunt, is what I want to say. I totally forgot we had a question from Lewis. Lewis wants to know uh, if there really is a difference between the shifts, like at at Walmart or any place that has one or two, three shifts. You know, at Walmart, I worked it on all three shifts, and you do you first shift does tend to get a certain type of person like me personally I'm a second shift kind of guy I would prefer to stay up late than get up early like I don't if I can come home like right now my life's completely opposite like my son likes to get up early so I don't stay up that late like tonight it's 9 o'clock right now I'll go home and I'll probably just end up going to bed within 30, 45 minutes because I know I'm going to be up early. But but a store, and I'm assuming like factory work is the same way where all the, like all the shifts bitch about the other shift. First shift bitches about third shift. Second shift bitches about first shift. First shift bitches about second shift. And this is my personal opinion on work is most people, they want to come in and do the least amount of work possible. And anything that they have to do, even though they're there, they're paid to go in and do a job. Any extra work that they have to do, no matter how small, 
is seen as like them being put off on and that everybody else is lazy. Like I heard all the time on first shift, all oh, that third shift, they don't do anything all night. I mean, like you're right. We only got in a 1200 piece grocery truck and a 2000 piece GM truck and it's all put away for you. And, but we didn't get the returns from the service desk put up. Yeah, you're right. Third shift did nothing all night. But but the the shifts attract a different type of person, and I don't think one's better, anyone's better or works harder. They just have different focuses. Like first shift is focused mostly on like doing getting logistical shit done. Like first shift typically does your price changes and your your on hand counts and shit like that and customer service. That's pretty much what first shift is built on. Second shift is when they start, you know, second shift to me is a little bit grimier. Like first shift is polished. First shift, you're going to see a 50 year old woman, a 60 year old woman, you know, come in, get ready for the day. You know, all the guys are wearing collared shirts and their hair is combed and they're all freshly shaved and they've got their cup, their cup of coffee and they're talking about the news and whatever sports team has done what recently. That's, that's your first shift group. And if you work first shift and you don't fit into that group, you're an outcast. And I've been, I've been a first shift outcast any time I've been on first shift. So your, your second shift is more your younger kids, your college level kids, who their shirt's untucked, their hair's a little bit messier, you know, maybe they got that five o'clock shadow for a couple, couple two days. Uh, the girls are younger; they tend to be hotter. And then second shift always has plans after work. First shift, their plans after work include like, "Oh, I'm gonna go home and soak my feet, then I'm gonna make dinner for my family." And second shift, they're like, "I'm gonna go home, I'm gonna put on some heels, and we're gonna go out, and I'm gonna get donged tonight." just a big fat donger that second shift uh, but their work they deal in more of a hectic because that's second shift is typically the busiest you deal with the busiest part of the day and that's like the 5 p.m. rush 5 to 8 depending on your store 5 to 8 in a Walmart is like some of the worst time it's, it's the worst time of the day because um, you've got all the people. Like first shift, your shoppers are mostly typically they're the they're the the wealthy housewives and stuff. That this is when they do their shopping because they don't want to do their shopping and be around other people, be around the poor people. And and second shift is when the poor people come out to shop. So. But the second shift seems to be more of a fun-loving. Second shift's really the most divided of the group because you've got some of the leftover first shift that may have to work over, so they're in like their little clique, and then you've got the college kids there in their little clique, and then you've got the lifers, the kids that didn't go to college, and they're working like the grunt work, the unloading work. They're typically the unloaders of the group. 
who they do all the heavy lifting they do the shit jobs that nobody else wants to do and they pretty much run by themselves but they'll they're the most accepting of everybody they'll let anybody in their group you know they'll they'll talk with the first shift person they'll know the first shift person's life story they'll talk with the second shift and they'll be like oh you're gonna go out and get some dick tonight you're gonna get dong down right on you know where are you going what club you off to? Who you who? What band are you gonna go see? Uh, and third shifts when all like the quote unquote real work gets done. That's when all the shelves get stocked. That's when the floors get good and scrubbed and swept, and your trash gets taken out. All the shit that nobody wants to see. You know, it's like changing a baby's diaper. The store's diaper gets changed on third shift. And to me, these are the part like. You've got you've got a couple different you've got a couple different personalities on third shift. You've got the old retired typically army person or career person that's retired and they can't sleep. And they're like, "Fuck it, I'll get a job working third shift at Walmart cuz everybody else is asleep." And what are they going to do? Like they don't play video games. They spent their life in the they spent their whole life in the military getting drunk and shooting at people. So, yeah, they'll come in, drink coffee, and work produce all night. Then they'll go home and be up all day, and then they'll go to bed at, like, 8 o'clock, 7, 6. And then, uh, yeah, back in at night. You know, you got that retired but still working group. Then you got the people who are who, who dropped out or didn't who never even attempted to go to college. They said, fuck it, and then they hit the workforce. And they took whatever they could get. And the third shift was the first thing they were offered, and they were like, fuck it, I'll take it. I'll do it. And those people, they, they're they on their days off. They stay up all night anyway. Typically into video games, this group. Um, excuse me. But for my money, who works the hardest... Third shift works the hardest physically with freight. But I would say on the whole, the hardest workers are second shift. Because they have the worst... Not They have to set third shift up to be able... To, they have to, they're the ones unloading the trucks most of the time. They're the ones doing the heavy lifting. They're the ones dealing with the shitty customers that come in. And not... Not all the customers are shitty on purpose, but some of them they've worked, you know, they've been up since six o'clock. They work six to four. You know, some of them, you know, nobody works nine to five anymore. That's not a fucking shift. Uh, you know, they're up early. Maybe they go in at 4 a.m. They get off at two. Their wife gets off work at four they've got they got to take the kids to walmart so they can go grocery shopping they don't want to fucking be there those are the type of customers that you deal with on second shift and you're supposed to take care of the customer and get third shift ready and set third shift up to be good and yeah sometimes you can't get done and all this while dealing with the human being human you know like today i just wasn't feeling it like I really wasn't. I could have gotten so much more done today had I applied myself. But I'm in school. I've got spreadsheets going on. Uh, I get to work. First thing in the morning, my phone goes off. Emergency conference call, 10 o'clock. 
So my truck comes in, I unload, me and my coworker, we unload the truck, and then I'm just starting to get loosened up, I'm just starting to get working, and I gotta stop and go take a conference call. Then after the conference call, uh, a buddy from another store calls me. So I talk to him for about 30 minutes, then somebody from my store calls. So I gotta talk to them for 10 to 20 minutes, then I got my college mentor that called me. And then come to find out, somebody that I've worked with for five years just found out that they've got cancer. So all this comes into play and nobody knows that all they see is, well, there he is in the office doing nothing again. Well, yeah, I'm on the phone. And, and my, there's some personal calls in there, like my college mentor calls me on Friday. It, hey, that is what it is. It is what it is. But, you know, I'm not super affected by my coworker getting diagnosed with cancer. But it affected my day. You know, granted, she's 75. And she's had a long life, you know, been married, had kids, husband's dead. Kids have moved on. They're married. She's got grandkids. She might even have great-grandkids. I honestly don't know. I don't think she got great-grandkids, but... You know, and you can't... Hear news like that and not think about yourself. Like, anybody who just heard that... Part of you thought... Damn, she worked all that time. And then you look at your life and be like, I'm working... To what? Right now to pay bills. But you should be looking past your bills and looking towards the future. Do you want to be 75 working at a store and then you get told you got cancer? Or even if you don't have cancer, do you want to be 75 and working? And if the answer is yes, more power to you. But most people don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be 55 and still working. 55 maybe. 60, I don't want to be 60 and still working. I, when I'm 60, when I'm 75, I still hope to be playing video games. I want to be that old man, you know, who is racist only for to be funny. Because I'm not. I don't care where you are, where you're from. But I'm going to make Asian jokes about Asian people can't driving, you know. <laughs> but... And it's hard, and it, blah, never mind, fuck that thought. But, you know, we all have, to, it's moments like this where it all, we all look back on our own mortality and be like, what are we even fucking here for? You know, what are we fucking doing? And I just hope some of, some, like, people that are listening to this have, like, a, have like a retirement plan at their work. And if you've got like, a, if they've got a 401k match and it's it's 5%, donate 5% of your check, invest 5% because you're, and I know it sucks now. And I know, I trust me, I know, I know what it's like. And there was one year me and my wife combined made $16,000. That's what we filed on our taxes. But if you make that investment for your future, it'll pay off, you know. 
but apparently the my 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 co-worker she's still in good spirits and she said that she's gonna fight it but goddamn how much fight can a 75 year old have she's a first shifter by the way but yeah but and i'm sure you could use this in any form in life like you can group people you can go through and group people into shifts like you're a first shifter you're a second shifter you're a third shifter you know and the third shift unfortunately is going to be mostly seen as miscreants it's funny though the 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 first uh overnight retail job i had most of third shift it was there were two groups there were smokers and non-smokers and all the smokers we sat in the smoking smokers lounge and smoked all night not all night but on breaks and shit and it was a mix of old and young and we all laughed and just different backgrounds you know that's the one that's the one real cool thing and i can only speak to retail because that's all i've done but that's the one cool thing is to learn each other's you know you work with a lot of eclectic like i've personally i've managed a uh, blue angel you know the guys that do that trick flying and shit like one of those retired guys i've told him what to do you know I've, i was his manager um a guy that was a colonel in the army a guy that worked for the department of defense uh an mit guy he got his masters from mit and i was telling him what to do that was weird you know uh retired school teachers actual like there was one cat he was a school teacher he was a sub but he was trying to become a full-time teacher and he would teach during the day take caffeine pills he would lay down and get three he would get four around four hours of sleep a day and then come in and and work overnight and honestly one of the best stalkers there was there i mean and him operating at half capacity because when you're cocked out of your brain on caffeine pills i mean how how much can you be there and maybe that's why he's so good because he wasn't there mentally um but yeah it was it was it was more old people than when i worked at at, at the other stores so Lewis, to answer your question, I would say the hardest working, the people with the hardest job is definitely second shift. Now, if you currently work at Walmart and you think I'm off, like I don't, I haven't been in, I haven't been in Walmart in six years, maybe seven, I haven't worked for them. So my information's a little bit dated. I know they've been going through some changes and shit and they've got their robots. Is that a cop following me? Shit. Sorry for the dead air, but I think that's a cop following me. And I've been driving like a fucking maniac because it's really hard to talk and drive at the same time. That's why they outlawed using your phone. Ugh, that might be a cop. Anyway. Damn, I hate being followed by the police. I haven't done anything wrong, but shit. Because they always find something. It's been my experience. Every time I've been pulled over, I've been pulled over twice. Yeah. I can't. I don't think he's a cop now. Uh, I've been pulled over twice. 
the first time I found out that my license was suspended, somebody else had to drive my car home and they gave me a speeding ticket. The next time I got pulled over, uh, I think I was day drinking. I'd been day drinking and we went to the movies and I was speeding through a construction zone and I think I had weed on me. But that one I got off, but God damn it, I sat in that car for like 20 minutes waiting for that dude to make up his mind. Yeah, it's definitely not a cop. Woo! Uh, so yeah, second shift, easy there, fella. Second shift, definitely the hardest workers in my opinion. Um, they got a lot of shit to deal with. And mostly, like, you can't... Like, third shift... First shift, you come in and you warm up to the day. Like, you have your coffee, you have your morning meeting, then you start get to work and you start going. Second shift, you're pretty much revved up the whole time. You have a little bit of downtime. Like, say, second shift, you come in, you work 4 to 10 or 4 to midnight... You, you come in and it's chaos and then you have a little lull and then you start getting ready for third shift. And third shift, you come in hot and then you trickle down to like a crawl because you, you've got to straighten the store and do all the little stuff. It doesn't take much effort, doesn't take much brain power, but it takes a lot of time. But it's, it's, the, it's the worst part of the day. So, yeah. Um... As a manager from Walmart, I would say that uh, definitely second shift. Well, this was a long one. Uh, hope y'all enjoyed it, and I will talk at you next week. Later.